1: Yeah, so let' so we're going to transition obviously to the Notre Dame offensive side of the football, taking on the Wake defense. This one, Brian, if we're talking about the comparison between both sides here, this is the more competitive one in my opinion yeah. on paper than what we see Wake Forest offense against defense. Notre Dame's defense, obviously. So we have four keys to victory, and we're going to obviously expand on those keys because there's a lot of layers to a few of the mm-hmm. points that we're going to make, and it should be no surprise. The first key to victory, offensive for Notre Dame, is the same one that we have every single week, and for good reason. Because Notre Dame doesn't always listen to this one.
2: Rarely start does it start fast. Yeah.
1: Start fast. I think that I'm 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 going into Cobra Kai for a second, Brian, where it's just like strike first, oh. strike hard, no mercy, sir. And Notre Dame doesn't listen yes. to that for whatever
2: reason. right. well. They don't. Well played with the cultural reference right. I'm like a proud oh papa God. right now, man. That's oh, very man. well done. I
1: was I was a big Karate Kid guy, man. Not not as much very Karate well Kid. Done. Not as much Karate Kid 3 or the After next Karate two, Kid, but it got a yes. little weird.
2: But yes. I did like Cobra really Kai. Weird. I thought that was very well done. Oh, the series Cobra Kai was, was very fantastic. Well done. Fantastic. Yes.
1: And the, the next season's yes. coming out I think in the next couple months, so I yes. will yeah. I will be ready for it. Although it got, I think it got delayed with the actor strike or whatever. Yes. The all that the stuff is
2: getting pushed that. back because of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but to your point, Ryan, that's a mindset though, right? Like think yeah. about it. Like they, they repeat that every single day, you know, strike hard, strike fast, no mercy. It's, it's, it's a mantra of who you are And this. You want to know why we talk about this every week because we're begging Notre Dame to come out and have that mindset, have that mentality, what are the yeah. practical reasons why we want to see that from Notre Dame this week? Well, number one is, again, it's the mindset thing. It tells me that you're not going to come out and be conservative and just ground and pound and, and run the ball 12 times. Is there anything wrong with coming out and running 12 times and running it down the throat? Not not really, if you can do it, but it's it's more about, but does that show growth when you right. have some of these other issues? No. Now, if you come out you know, and you run 10 of your first two, 12 times because you're just gashing them, But you also run a play action, you know, boot that goes for 30 yards, and you take a a deep ball shot that, you know, that then that that's growth to me. But you're coming out, you're starting fast, you're efficient, you're explosive, and you're taking it to them. And it shows me that you've got a mindset thing. The other part to me, why it's important for me, Ryan, and I'm curious is your thoughts on this, because we didn't get a chance to prep on this beforehand. I think a start fast is a start starting fast is very, very important for one guy above all others. And that's Sam Hartman. Because this is going to be a very emotionally charged game for him, and if they come out and he like, I would have, I would have, you know, I talk a lot about RPOs and 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 we all talk about bootlegs, but some of those things to me are very important in this game because I think those are some of the easy throws that you can make to get let Sam get that out of the way, get that energy out of the way, get him into a nice early rhythm, and settle him down. You know what I mean? Like that would be a big thing for me. Uh, and and um. Just give him a chance to kind of get into a flow, get get the yeah. emotional aspect out of it because he's going to be pretty charged up. The kids yeah. on the other side of the field, guys, he didn't leave Wake Forest because he doesn't love the coaches and love the players. He left Wake Forest because he made a business decision, and and I understand that, and I have no problem with that, respect that, and hope that it would worked out a little better for Notre Dame. But there's a lot of respect and love for the kids on the other side of the field, and vice versa. But you know, you know how it is, Ryan. If you've got a you know, an older cousin or an older brother or younger brother or a friend at school that, that you have a lot of respect for and he goes to another school, you love him. He's still your brother, but I want to beat him, right? I want to beat him even more now. And and that's what the weight kids are going to be feeling towards Sam and and vice versa. And so I think starting fast there also is, is good for Sam because it takes some of that pressure off of him. And if they can establish the run game, which we'll dive into a little bit, that that might help. But I do think it's important to, to do some things early with with Sam Hartman. I do think it's important for, for Coach Parker to do some things early to help Sam get into a nice early rhythm against That doesn't mean not taking shots because that may be the, the rhythm, the one-on-one. You may feel you can get a one-on-one, but whatever it is, just design things that are going to give him easy reads, easy balls, and let him kind of get into an early rhythm. Because if he can settle in quickly, I think the whole offense then follows suit and kind of, okay, we're good. We're good. Sam's good. We're good. Let's roll. I think that's an important piece of this as well, Ryan.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: Notre Dame has just two games left in the regular season, and this weekend is the home finale against Wake Forest. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to either game or to your favorite concert or comedy club, Game Time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use code Irish for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Irish for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, that's gametime.co.
1: I, I feel like, and I might be mis- remembering this because I, I mean, we're, we're now 10 games into the season, about to be number 11. So some things mesh together a little bit. I believe, I'm trying to think back, Brian, because I feel like every first offensive play of the season has been a run. Am I wrong with that? I feel like it has every single game. I could be completely off on that. go really look. But I don't remember a single first play of a football game being a pass play. I could be completely wrong. Again, I'm sure there's probably one game that's not the case, maybe two even, whatever. But I would love maybe like, you know, you go into some heavy personnel, right? And then the first play, maybe you just do a little naked, a little boot, get it out, you know, a little slide route, a little something. Just get something going quick early because I just feel like the biggest negativity to this offense for me, and this, I think this is part of starting fast, is that it's very it's very predictable in a lot of ways. Right. So again, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like that's kind of the starting point of every single game offensively is like, let's run the football and establish the run. And I I have no problem with establishing the run. I was a offensive lineman back in my day. I was a linebacker. I like the run game. I really do. But when you, when something's not working, Doing something different is usually the answer to try to jumpstart something, right? So I think starting fast is big. I think I think you are correct in the sense of Sam Hartman is struggling from a, from a confidence level perspective right now. This is not the, the stretch that he wants to be on, obviously, right now. He's been struggling. I think getting him off to a great start because he's going to be juiced for this game. He is going to have a lot of emotions. He's going to be pumped. He's going to have a lot of fire in his belly. And that could go to a, a two, two different ways, right? One is he comes out with fire and he just wants to – he's hitting everything and he's incredibly accurate and he's just kind of showcasing everything. The other side is that maybe he's a little bit too amped to start us off where you have mm-hmm. to kind of ease him in a little bit, like, chill out, brother. Like, things will be okay. The other side of it, too, talking about Notre Dame offensively against defensively, why I think it's important for them to start fast. I would argue, in my opinion – that the three best Wake Forest players on this football team in 2023 are three defensive players. I would say Jasheen Davis, Kalen Carson, Malik Mustafa are the three best football players on this Wake Forest team this season, and three of the biggest leaders on this team as well. They are all seniors. They are all probably going to be at the Senior Bowl, if at, at worst, at the East-West Shrine Game. And I think if Notre Dame's able to come out offensively and kind of shock some of the senior power on this roster, some of the play the biggest the, the most profound players on this Wake Forest roster. I also think that, that kind of sends a message early on in this game, right? Yeah. Cuz I think that Wake Forest like Wake Forest defensively if Notre Dame comes out defense first against Wake Forest offense and w- let's say Wake Forest goes 3 and out, like it's deflating but also they're probably kind of used to it at this point because their offense has been kind of bad this season, right? But if you're able to, Joe Walt handles Jashin Davis early on in this football game, if they make Kalen Carson and Malik Mustafa confused and maybe hit a big chunk play through the passing game, I think that starting fast could really kind of deflate some of the leadership yes.
2: on the Wake Forest team as well. A couple things to answer your question, Ryan. Uh, Notre Dame has started yeah. with a pass twice. Uh, Louisville, they came out. Uh, and now both times, I believe, Were RPOs, and at least at Louisville, it was an RPO. They came out throwing early against them. Uh, It was they did do a drop back pass. They went empty. Um, I think that where they went four, they had four guys out, and then sent Audric Estime out on a quick s slide. So they went empty post snap, so free release, and hit Audric Estime on play one against Pitt. Actually, through five of the first seven plays, they threw the football and then went right down the field on on Pitt in that game and then actually got good movement early against against Louisville complete, you know th- through the first four times and then you know got the ball into Louisville territory and then you had to play where where both times ended drives ended with Rico Flores not playing the football well enough and ending with a pick uh but that was more on the receiver than it was the quarterback in those instances but you did kind of feel like they came out and got some early rhythm and some early momentum right and yep. so yes i agree with you it would be nice to do that and the other part too Ryan is not only deflating for for Wake Forest if you come out well if you come out and you don't start fast the opposite happens where the Wake Forest players get more and more confidence because to to your point Ryan like we probably view the defense a little bit differently overall uh okay but the one thing that we'll agree on is that this is a scrappy group of players meaning whatever you think of their talent level they come out and compete hard even against Florida State Florida State was beating them but it wasn't because the Wake kid just rolled down and laid down and died and said, oh, you know, Florida State, we can't beat them. They battled against Clemson. They battled against Duke. They These kids come out and play hard on defense, and they're relatively well coached, in my opinion. Like, I think Brad Lambert does a nice job with that group. You know, so the longer you let them stay in the game, the more energy they get to where it's like, hey, Let's go make a play and get our offense a short field because we're in this thing. We just got to help our offense out. We're in this thing. We, you know, we're beating them up front. We're locking down their receivers. You know what I mean? Like we can beat these guys. So the opposite is true if Notre Dame doesn't start fast, is what you're hoping that Notre Dame does early, which is get some momentum and confidence and and put doubt in them and just kind of let them know, hey guys, today is not your day. The opposite is true if they don't start fast, which is Wake Four says, hey, maybe this is our day. Because you know, we say Wake Forest has nothing to lose. Well, they are still playing for something beyond just pride. They still yeah. they're still on pace to be bowl eligible. If they win their next two games, you know, beat Notre Dame, and then who do they uh, who do they play in their last game? Is it? Uh, let me. I forget who their last game is against. It is it against Syracuse. And, uh, Syracuse. Uh, no, I lied. <laughs> Wasn't a, <laughs> I, I thought I no, thought normally,
1: it was like, I thought it was like normally Duke they end, I always I
2: thought, thought they, they ended part. with like one of the Carolina schools. Right. And I always thought they kind of ended that way. And um, like last year, they ended with Duke. Right. And then, um, you know, so you always kind of they usually I like, usually think they end with that. But um, but the point being that it, there's still something they're playing for, right. you know, and and, and the, the earlier you let the longer you let them think they have a chance, the more dangerous they become. That's the reality of it because it's a double-edged sword. Not only do they get more confident, doubt starts creeping into your mind. Here we go again type of thing. And you want to put that away immediately, immediately. And if you can do that, then I think Notre Dame rolls in this game because I think you nailed the pit comparison. And I mentioned this earlier in the week too, Ryan. We were on 100% same page there. Scrappy defense that doesn't have the talent level to me that they had several years ago like with when elk they had like Jesse Bates and you had Markel Lee and you had Thomas Brown and you had um years where you had Duke edge of Ford some of those guys but Justin Strad you know those like overall they're, ten, they're I don't disagree with the three guys you talked about and I and I do like the linebacker Roberts he's a pretty active kid that that you know I don't know Very about nice NFL kid. but like he's a nice yeah. he's a nice player he plays linebacker which I knew you'd love I thought thought he might be like your cousin or something he's got 10 tackles for loss. I mean they they got a couple kids. I just think overall their talent level isn't what it, it what it has been in in years past, not like recent past, but like years past, but they're scrappy, they compete, they've got enough kids that they can do damage to you if you're not locked in. And that's how Pitt was to me. And and but with a terrible offense. And what they did to Pitt was they they kind of let Pitt hang around a little bit early because of some of the mistakes. You know, they move the ball but then would turn it over. You can't do that against Wake. You got to put them away early, in my opinion. And then that also then feeds into some of the positivity, the momentum of what we've talked about. But also, Ryan, big picture, a fast start doesn't happen without changes that we've talked about, whether it be schematic, attitude-wise, or whatever. I don't think Notre Dame is capable of just coming out and running 12 straight runs and running it right down Wake's force throat and running for 350 yards and not being able to throw the football. I don't know that they're capable of that. I don't know if this team all of a sudden figures that out. You know what I mean? And if they do, we're going to ask ourselves why the heck wasn't Billy Shrouth and Ashton Craig playing sooner? You know what I mean? But I just, I don't see that being the case. Uh, but there's just a lot of reasons why this is so important each week. And, and and We always do fast start first, Ryan, but the reasons for it are always different because yeah. every game presents different circumstances. And this one is no different.
1: Well, and it obviously goes into pretty easy transition into key number two because they are interrelated in the sense that key number two is for Notre Dame offensively to attack. And and what does that mean? Again, it could be a lot of different things. For me, attack means let's play with a little bit of urgency. Let's get up to the line of scrimmage. Let's play with a little bit of pace. Let's, let's be different with our pace as well, like maybe a little bit faster at times maybe slow it down at other times using the pace to your advantage. And also I know we talked about this during, you know, before the show a little bit, but I do think that there are a couple Wake Forest defenders that can give you issues. If you are not playing well, if you're not playing your game. Right. And I think that, especially in the secondary, I think that Notre that Wake Forest has two kids that I think could be top four round draft picks in Caitlin Carson, a corner and, Malik Mustafa at safety. So for me, it's like, I've been asking for a little bit more aggressiveness and a little bit more creativity in the passing game. This might be the perfect time to, Hey, whether that's a post snap switch, whether that is just a different passing concept. You haven't seen a ton trying to, you know, a double move. I don't know something that gets these corners and these safeties a little bit uncomfortable, right? And then you're able to take advantage of that. So I would love to see, and for the love of God, again, I, this isn't necessarily a Jared Parker thing because I see this all the time, but stop with the second and 10 runs, please. I, I hate second and 10 runs. that It absolutely drives me crazy each and every week, and it's not just in Notre Dame land. It's in a lot of schools where I'm just like, huh, I wonder why they're not a good offense. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. you run on second and 10 all the time. That's another conversation for another day. Aggressiveness, urgency, push the tempo at times. Let's take advantage of a team That is four and six and on the ropes, and you have a chance to kill them, to kill their season. You have a chance. Attack, attack, attack offensively.
2: Yes, it's a mindset thing, Ryan, and we'll get into some practicalities in point number three, but it's a mindset thing. It's so much of this week is a mindset thing, and this particular one is a mindset to me. There's two people I have in mind with this one, Ryan. Number one, Jared Parker. Because at the end of the day, I don't care who your quarterback is, you can't be aggressive throwing the football and you can't be aggressive running the football if you're not being allowed to be aggressive to run the football. You know, if all you do is run all hitches all day, I don't care how who your quarterback is, you're not throwing a bunch of deep balls, right? Yeah. Um, I guess I should probably use a different example. Because, yeah, you might, because you convert hitches to goes if you're playing against man. But let's just say slants, you know, slant slides and stuff like, you're not throwing deep balls if that's all you're calling. You know, slip screens and things like that. So you've got to be aggressive. The it, it, Aggressiveness comes from, you know, I, I said, I talked about this yesterday, Ryan, the way they call games is that they have no confidence in their skill players. And so if you're, if you're calling games like you have no confidence in your skill players, guess what? Your skill players aren't going to have confidence. They know that you don't have confidence. I didn't coach them believe in me. That's why we don't do this. That's why we won't do that. That's why we run the ball in second and ten and first down all the time. You know what I mean? Like one of the studies I'm going to do this offseason, Ryan, that I've already kind of marked down, I'm going to go through and see what their run pass percentage is on first down and and, and where it changes and things like that. Because they're they they seem to be an incredibly you're, you're, you kind of know you're getting something on first down that's going to be running the football. Yeah. Very predictable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very tendency oriented when it comes to those type of things. And so I want to see – a, a hey, guys, because, like, here's the thing. This is the first time all year Notre Dame's kind of had nothing to lose, right? right. And I want to see them respond to that by, you know what, guys? Let's go have some freaking fun. You know what I mean? we got two games left in the regular season. Who knows who does or doesn't play in the bowl game? let's go have some fun you know let's go have some fun and and that's a mentality that i want to see or do you continue to be uh where i'm oh god i'm so afraid of turning the ball over i'm so afraid of against a team that doesn't force turnovers you know um it, it's a mindset thing and and part of this is is using your skill players you, you, part of attacking is using Audric Estime, sure, to run the football, but then complementing him with Jadarian Price and Jeremiah Love in the run game and pass game with Audrick on the field together at times. You know, be more willing to use Chris Tyree in different ways. I mean, that's been your only big play weapon the last month is Chris Tyree. That's it. That's your only big play weapon, really, with any consistency whatsoever. You know, use your guys. You find ways to get Jaden Greathouse going early. Those are all things to me that are part of going on the attack. Is you know what these are the kids we have we recruited them here for a reason, let's go attack them because if your kids aren't good enough to beat Wake Forest, then you know I'm not even quite sure what to say at that point in time, man. I'm I'm really not, but it's a frustrating it's a frustrating reality.
1: Well, Brian, I know I know you always have heavy pushback on the national perception that Notre Dame doesn't have a lot of skill talent and lack speed in certain instances, but you can't really blame people all the time when the offense runs the way it does. And, and I mean, they run offense like they don't think they have athleticism position. They do. They do. I mean, even we know Jeremiah loves dynamic. And I think you've even seen it this year, but lately all I'm seeing is when Jeremiah love does get a a handoff, just inside run. It's all it is. Just inside run, inside run. Jadarian price, inside inside run, run, slide wheel.
2: That's it. That's it. Yep. And teams know the slides and the wheels are coming, right? Cuz that's all he ever runs in the pass game. So they're prepared for it. Yes, and you are, you are correct. You're you're, you know, let me let me get let me get Jeremiah on one of those, you know, outside counter G, you know, G scheme plays, gap plays. You know what I mean? It, it's yep. frustrating. It, it is frustrating. You know, let 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 me do some things. I talked about this yesterday. Okay. So why don't you mix your formations up a little bit where maybe you you give me a look where I've got because if you go trips three by one, I've got Jaden Greathouse in the slot. He's not, even if he's my boundary guy, He's he is in the slot in a three by one. You know, do something there. Maybe you go with him and Chris Tyree on the field together, and you line up with Chris Tyree outside. Let him use his speed to clear out from the outside a little bit. They'll respect that. And then now I get Jaden isolated against the safety. You know, like here's something I'd love to see. Give me a 12 personnel twins look. Where I motion my my running back my my H back across and do a downhill kind of power action right there because you know what Malik Mustafa is going to do he's going to come screaming downhill a million miles an hour on first down sure. and they're going to you can bang something behind him to Jane Grady I watched Florida State do it I watched Virginia Tech do it right so but Notre Dame can't do it apparently you know or hasn't anyway so there's things yeah. you can do because part of attacking Ryan is willing to be creative. And I know this is the thing that you talked about with me. You and I talked about, you mentioned this in our conversation, uh, you know, prepping for the show, there's got to be a, there's got to be a level of creativity because going on the attack isn't just coming out running four verts every play. There needs no. to be a level of creativity to say, "Hey, we're going to go at we're going to go, "Hey, this corner's pretty good, but we can use that to our advantage by this alignment getting him out of there so we can go attack that guy or that right. guy." You know, and and having some creativity of, hey, this linebacker loves to crash. So what we're going to do is we're going to run this look and t- try to take advantage of that, you know, or right. or Malik Mustafa loves to come downhill. Kid's got five tackles for loss in a season. He's not doing that playing deep thirds. You know what I mean? He comes downhill and he's pretty good at coming downhill. Use that mm-hmm. to your advantage, you know, and, and those are things that I want to see. And you can't attack if you're not willing to – because attacking is not just coming, running out, running the same plays over and over again. That's not that's not attacking. That's just running your offense. I want to see a little creativity right, as well, Ryan, and I know well, you do as well.
1: Here's a, here's a complex thought. You're a heavy run team. How about a little bit of some, some wrinkles off of play action? How about that, man? How about a tight end leak? How about something, man? There's got to be something more there that's going to help Notre Dame to be able to open up the field. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Brian – I'm always drawn to the original thought that I believe Marcus Freeman said this, that maybe his intro- introductory press conference, and he's talked about it before, making a defense defend 53 and a third, right? Hasn't he talked about that a ton? Do you think defenses right now are working to stop the 53 and a third for but Notre Dame? It's it is, right? Ryan. It's just talk.
2: Yeah. It's just talk. Yeah. They made Pitt yeah. do that, and look what happened. They went up and down the field on Pitt. You know, yeah, they had some mistakes and turnovers, but, like, they moved the ball up down the field. Why? Because they were attacking Pitt with RPOs early. I had, like, four of them on the first two drives, I believe, and completed all of them for eight, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 yards. Because now Pitt can't think about crashing hard off the edge anymore because now, you know, to attack the run game, because now I'm worried about them pulling that sucker and throwing, throwing that slide route. You know, they ran an early bootleg against Clemson first quarter. You had three guys wide open, never went back to it. You know stuff like that. It's just like, man, you, you you have players that are good players. Are some of them young? Yes. Are you know, fine? Then then you you can't ask Jeremiah Love to know the whole offense. Fine. Give him four or five things. I know he can do that. Utilize yep. that skill. You know, because you say, well, we we don't have speed at receiver right now because of such as a, a one. Agree to disagree. Number one, because I'm watching Tobias Merriweather run by Nate Wiggins last, last game that you played. Chris Tyrese Burner, Jordan Faison's got some speed. I'm tired of the holes. No, the two guys you keep asking to run outside vertical routes don't have speed Jane Greathouse and Enrico Flores. They don't have speed, but you're asking, you're, you keep throwing deep balls to Rico Flores for some reason. And that's, I'm not, it's not a knock on Rico. That's why is he the guy you're choosing to run those routes to? Makes no sense to me, you know? Yep. So you've got two receivers on your roster right now that are averaging over 20 yards of catch, but you, you hardly ever design stuff for them. Well, yeah, you're going to look slow in that instance, Ryan, you're definitely going to look slow in that instance. So those are the, those are the frustrating things for me that I just, I want to see some creativity to get different guys to football. These are your weapons. Use them. And that's that's going to be when it comes from the attack part. And then, obviously, that's going to lead into point number three.
1: Well, yeah, I think it also leads into point number three is Notre Dame has not been as good a running team recently over the last few games. And I think a big part of that is is the pass game woes that you've had. You have not been a consistently explosive passing attack. You have really struggled to get the ball down the field and create explosive plays, win outside the numbers. And that is a big key in this football game is, again, Wake Forest has a couple nice secondary players, but Notre Dame should be able to beat them, should be able to create plays and create chunk plays here. And we know, as is the case every single week against Notre Dame right now, is that the opposing defense is going to say, hey, passing game, we're not buying it right now. We're going to stop the run game and make you have to beat us. And at the at some point, and it has to happen this game uh, you know, to begin with here, Sam Hartman and this offense need to find a way to create some explosive plays down the field, whether that is putting guys in better position outside to win vertically, whether that is being more creative in the passing game and just creating some easier windows down the field. Whatever the solution is, you need to find an answer here because right now you are a team that lives off of matriculating the ball down the field and playing with a slow pace. And you can't, and again, I'm a defensive guy. You would think that I would be like, okay, with that. You can't win in today's game that way consistently. You can't do it. Notre Dame needs to find a way to create explosive plays against the ball down the field. What the right. answer to that is, I don't know. I'm not sure what their idea is. I'm not sure what their fix is. I'm not even sure if they want to fix. I, I don't know what the what the thought process is, but they need to find a way to create some explosives in the passing game
2: in this one. Agree completely. And getting the ball outside and down the field. Like you said, Ryan, it's about the 53 and a third, right? It's width and length and you've got to do both. So, and that ties into, you know, what we talked about point two, two Ryan. Right? That's where creativity also comes into play because it's not just about running the, Hey guys, they know when you run vertical with releases, you're pretty much running four verts. They kind of know that, you know, have some stuff off of that. Right. And, and that's also, too, from the receiver standpoint, now this is more specific to the players, they've got to play with a little bit more urgency as well. And that's up, something that Chansey Stuckey has not done a great job of getting out of his group this year is getting to play with kind of urgency off the line. Because, again, I don't care if you're a 4'7", be a 4'7", as fast as you can get to 4'7", right? That's what it's about. It's about playing with urgency, and so I want to see that as well. But do that, and then and then at the end of the day too, Ryan, your quarterback's got to be willing when those opportunities are there to take those shots. That's the other part, right? Yeah. And, you know, Stetson Bennett didn't throw the deep ball a ton last year. I think he had 55, 60 deep ball attempts last year, uh, which is a decent amount for a team like that, but they were so well-designed, and, and, and they knew, like, hey, we're looking to take a shot here. And he was willing to attack. And that's that's where you need to be. You don't need to throw the ball down, you know, twenty, twenty plus yards the field ninety sometimes, like Sam Hartman did at Wake Forest. You don't need to do that, but you've got to be willing, there's got to be a happy medium between what Notre Dame is and what they are. And and throwing the ball down the field doesn't always require, well, gee, I've got to have Will Fuller on the outside. You know, I, I see guys that have a lot less talent than the kids Notre Dame has running around, getting shots down the field. I see, Wake, I see Virginia Tech taking shots down the field. You're going to tell me Notre Dame doesn't have players that can, can, can contend with Virginia Tech's players? Come on now, right? Come on. I don't want to hear it. They're just more willing to say, hey, look, let's just go out and you know, let's, let's let it all hang out and, and, and go on the attack. And so it's a mindset thing. It's an urgency thing. And then the quarterback at the end of the day has to be willing to take those shots. And if the guy drops it, that's on him, man. Your job is to read the defense and throw the ball to the open guys. It's their job to catch it or not and it ties into what I said yesterday, Ryan, my fifth key, uh, you know, there's five things I want to see pass game-wise, and my last one was, was see what you got. See what you've got in Tobias. See what you've got in Chris Tyree. See what you've got in Jaden Greathouse, meaning design things to get those guys the football, and then if they don't step up and play well, now you know. Now you know, and that's got to be part of this game plan as well, and that, that ties into You've got to get the ball down the field because if they can hit a couple shots early, and by shots, I mean it could be anything from a deep over route, a sale concept, a corner route, a go route, a seam route, a wheel route, an angle route that you catch and run. I mean, you, you, they did. Tommy was great at using those last year. I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head that went for big plays. Cal, it went for a big play to Audric, it went for a big play to Audric against North Carolina it went for a big play to Audrick against Navy for like a 30 something yard touchdown. I mean, we saw that several times last season. They hit one to Chris Tyree that went for a big play last year, you know? So where's that been? You're telling me that's not going to work the way as aggressive as teams are attacking down the Hill. I'm watching Clemson's linebackers come flying up and sitting, and hit Sam Hartman in the face. I'm thinking there's nothing you can do in the past game to, to go after that. Really? You know? Yeah. So, um, those are all parts of it where you you've gotta you've gotta be willing to be aggressive with your play calling, in my yep. opinion, to attack those things because not every big play is meant to be a fifty yard bomb. Sometimes it's let's get this guy free at, at five yards, knowing that he's going to have a either a a load of blockers in front of him or he's going to be behind the linebackers, whatever. But if you can hit some big plays early, now all of a sudden your run game takes over. Because, like, let's just say there's a situation, Ryan, where Notre Dame only throws for 160 yards against Wake and they run for 300. But, like, 140 of those yards came in the first half as you jumped up to a huge lead. I can live with that. Because that's a pretty yeah. good mark for the first half. And then second half, you just come out and you're just running it down their throat and they can't stop you and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. You, you made progress, in my opinion. But that only happens... If you take the shots and hit the shots early, because that's going to put Wake Forest in a bind to say, hey, I'm not sure what we're supposed to do here. Because, uh, you know, we're trying to play the run and they're gashing us on the perimeter down the field. We back off right. to try to defend that. And they run Audric Estimate down our throats and Jeremiah Love and Janarian Price down our throats. That that That's where you can get real, real, real difficult to handle and you know like talk about four verts. i love four verts. it's a it's a staple day one install play for me but it's not effective if it's so easy to easily telegraph that when they do this that's the only thing that you're going to see right some of this other stuff makes that better too so yeah but it goes back to what we talked about ryan it's a mindset thing dude
1: yeah you have to as a coaching staff as a play caller you need to be able to adequately put your players in positions to make plays and from there it goes into the last key for victory here brian offensively is from there it's up to the players to finish plays right whether that is a deep shot down the field whether that is a busted play that you take for a big gain off of some a scramble drill for instance right whether that is a red zone where an offensive lineman needs to make a key block to get Aldrich Estime or one of these great running backs into the end zone. You have to finish man. There has been, it's, it's been frustrating because you mentioned a couple of games where Notre Dame actually came out and threw the football and were a little bit more aggressive. And what killed, especially the pit game early on was turnovers, not finishing Mm -hmm. drives, not finishing, not sustaining, not putting the nail in the coffin. Effectively, Early in those types of football games, and yes, it didn't hurt you against Pitt. It probably won't hurt you against Wake Forest. But it did but against Louisville. Exactly. When because the same it's thing happened. Right. This offense, it's a trend to this offense to not be able to finish adequately. Right. Notre Dame, when you get into the ends to the red zone, finish drives. When you have a shot down field that you're taking, finish catches. When you have an opportunity to make a big play, make the big play. Notre Dame needs to finish plays more successfully. They have not been doing that. I mean, we've seen drop passes. We've seen stalling in the red zone. We've seen interceptions, turnovers. We've seen all that this year. Notre Dame needs to find a better way to finish, finish mm-hmm. drives.
2: Right. Ryan, I, I talked about this. I wrote an article on this. For all the issues that we've seen, it, people act like this team, you know, just – just it's not even close and i'm like no they're they're a lot closer than than we than we give them credit for which is why it's so frustrating you know i think five of their first six possessions against ohio state ended in ohio state territory couldn't finish i think they only came away with points on one of those drives and that was in the second second half right you know your first drive of the game you get into ohio state territory you get stopped on fourth down no finish right your quarterback didn't put his shoulder down and say i need that yard you know, you get into another drive, second half, first drive of the – I think it was first drive of the second half. You go down the field, you get into deep and top high-state territory again, third and two, fourth and one, you get stopped on both of them. Quarterback, running back, O-line, all of them didn't finish, right? And and we look at the Louisville game, the interception on the first drive of the game. That's about Rico Flores not finishing off a play. It, even if you don't catch it, battle, right? Battle, finish off that route, and it's an incomplete pass. You live the fight another day. I believe that was a first and tenth throw. You know, so it, it's things like that. It's about you know going at the, the the Duke game, getting an interception. Your your offense gives you, your defense gives you a great field, and and you you get 13 yards. You can't punch it in the end zone. You can't finish off the drive. We just saw, we've seen that so many times in these games. Clemson, you know, you you move the ball into Clemson territory, but three of your first four possessions, three of your first five possessions, and you settle for field goals every time. Two of one, yeah. two of them got inside the ten, and you can't score right and it's those type of things where you're close but you you don't finish that's who they've been and to me that is something that i want to see them be better at and 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 honestly ryan it's been true in some of the games they've blown teams out too if we're you know pit game for example 58 to 7 think about it they could have hung 80 on pit or if the if they did hang 58 the 58 could have more of it could have come from the first team you know what i mean but you didn't finish you twice you get into pit territory first two drives you throw picks deep in pit territory you got to finish right and until this team learns how to do that but again ryan all of these things come down to a mindset for me you know it's just not a football team on offense to me that has the the and we've been talking about it for weeks that has that sort of that killer instinct on offense you know that that you somewhat understand Sam Hartman's unwillingness to take those one-on-one shots because who's the guy that goes out there and competes for the football, right? The guy that the staff loves to to play the most of anybody in the last month, Rico Flores, twice has had balls that are like, dude, that should have been a big play. At the very least, it should have been an incomplete pass, but you didn't compete for the football, you know? So at some point in time, you get to the point where it's like, man, they're they're not going to battle for the football. And right. so those, those are things that all, it's just, a, it's a mindset thing, man. It's a, it's a mentality thing. You get into the red zone and just, you know, Hey, everybody knows what's coming, right? Have some right. creativity, have some, you know, we talked about it at the Clemson game. I would have loved seeing a, a throw on first down instead of, a, a you know, just more and more runs because, because yeah. you know, who else knew <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. I, I think I've, I might've shared the story before, but I remember we were playing Iona college when I was at Duquesne. And we were I don't, leading I, on them. I don't,
1: th- I don't think they have a football team anymore, Iona.
2: I don't think so. Yet. There uh, Several teams in that league have stopped football. So I think St. Peter's, we are in our league. They don't have football anymore. I don't think Siena has football so. anymore. Yeah. Um, but we were playing Iona. We jumped on them early. They were kind of coming back, and we're putting a drive together, and and we're we're trying to put the game away, right? So we're third and goal at the six-yard line. And we call timeout, and our head coach would always ask us what he thinks we should do. And it would always go – um, quarterbacks coach first, O line coach second, running backs coach third, and he would always ask me last. And so first guy goes, "Hey, we need to throw a fade to Michael." We had a kid named Michael Warfield, great player, fifty some catches, eleven hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns that year in eleven games. Stud played for the the Bengals, had him on their roster. They played in the World Football League. Great player to one a level. Throw a fade to Michael and then the next guy cuz it was a lot of groupthink on our staff. Oh yeah, yeah, throw a fade to Michael. Oh yeah, yeah, throw a fade to Michael Driscoll. What do you think? Uh run a draw to Mike Hilliard. Why? Cuz everybody in the stadium thinks we're going to throw a fade to Michael. Right? I mean, when everybody knows what you're going to do and you do something counter, yeah. It's it, so what did we do? We ran a draw and Michael Hilliard r- walks into the end zone. Why? Because everybody, their defense completely thought we were – Because so we went four wide at the six-yard line, dropped back, ran a draw. They bailed their linebackers underneath the coverage. We wa- walked into the end zone from the six-yard line, Ryan, right? Because yep. you have to know who you are and and call, call plays to that. We know that we're a heavy – run team on first and goal. So in a big game and a big moment where you desperately need a touchdown because it's 24 to six and you need a score to make it 24 to 13 and you feel like you've got some momentum, instead you do what you always do. Line up, yeah. run it downhill, stop them, stop them. And now you're in a third down situation where then now they know you're going to throw the football and it's easier for them to defend you. And that's just kind of been the story all year. So finishing Ryan is a player and a coach thing that needs to get better and then it ties back into point number one if you finish off well early you start it means you start fast right it means those early drives end up with touchdowns instead of the other and you know that that to me is is where it all comes down it just it's full circle right move the ball start fast be aggressive and when you get those opportunities to put them away early put them away early with touchdowns not field goals with touchdowns not turnovers. And if they can do that, then then they can they can win this game convincingly, Ryan. There's no doubt that Notre Dame can blow Wake Forest out. The question is, will they? And these are right. the keys to me to making that happen.
1: Sure. So again, those keys to victory in Notre Dame offense, start fast, attack, get the ball down the field, and finish. Those are the keys for Notre Dame offensively this week against Wake Forest. We're going to get into the defense next. Before we do, if you guys could just do us a solid, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Hit that notification bell, and we'll get to the defense next.